0: Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund.
1: And I'm Simone Maloz with Restore or Retreat. How are you
0: this week, Simone?
1: Hello, Jacques. I am good. How are
0: you? I'm doing well. I'm really excited about what we're going to discuss. We're having an amazing partner on the show um, to talk about how much they have just helped us and helped so many people tell important environmental stories and the important coastal story in Louisiana.
1: We've had a good little partnership run lately yeah. talking about our friends. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times people don't understand how all the organizations work together. They maybe think we're all doing the same thing. Um, but, uh, you know, opportunities like this allow us to highlight some of the good work that our friends do. I can't fly a plane. I know you can't. So, um, you know, that's why we need friends and partners. So it's great to have them on today. Southwings.
0: Exactly. Yes, and so we will be talking to a representative from South Wings. um, And I was actually asked recently, "Are you a pilot?" And it was just—I was asked, "No, I just play one on television." Nonchalantly, (laughs) that I was like, "Is there something about me that screams pilot?" (laughs) Well,
1: maybe David can tell us if we would even pass the initial (laughs) pilot test. Um,
0: But yeah, no, I think to your point, this is such a massive challenge that we face, and the only Mm. way we're going to get through it is by working together. And I think that's why our partnerships become so important no one person or organization can do everything but working together we can really do a lot so
1: i agree we you know we've had an opportunity lately you know we we just keep getting opportunities which is great to educate different people on coastal louisiana i know you went up this weekend um to talk to a meteorologist who was thinking Mm -hmm. about hurricane season
0: yeah we had um steve Caparata, who is a meteorologist at wafb also very um, you know, prolific on Twitter. I'd recommend following him. I think it's at Steve Caparata or at Steve A- WAFB. Um, but yeah, like he, rep, you know, is in the Baton Rouge market, but like covers, uh, you know, meteorology around the state. Um, and, you know, he had been tweeting about, um, you know, land loss. And so we thought, why not like use this as an opportunity for him to come up and kind of see it from the air? And uh, yeah, his piece will be out um, in like a week or so in time for hurricane season. Um, And we also had a reporter, Kimberly Singletary, from uh, Biz New Orleans Mm -hmm. magazine, um, and she recently did A profile of some of our uh, leaders, our women leaders, um, Alicia Renfro, Kathleen Berthelot. I'm so in love with that picture because I love it so much. And it was uh, women saving the coast. And I would say that I would very much add you to that mix, Mm. uh, Simone. Um, So you're only saying that because you're sitting so close to me right (laughs)
1: now. But yes, I thank you. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we we have all these different opportunities ourselves. I know that um, you went South Wings helped you with with some of those flights, Mm -hmm. and South Wings helped us. We had the New Restore Council Chair Designee. Those are a lot of words, but basically the Restore Act dedicated the Clean Water Act penalties um, from the um Deepwater Horizon. Uh, incident in the Gulf. Um, and it spread it spreaded out across five Gulf Coast states. Um, it gave a direct share, a share to how much um, was impacted. And then there's a competitive piece. Anyway, there is one federal agency that oversees that council who is called the chair. And they have a person who's a designee. And we were able to take that new designee uh, on a flyover and do a little coastal 101 here in Louisiana. His name is Doug Benevento, and he works for EPA. Um, And so we were able to go up with Southwings and and have that education for him. And just the day or two before, we were going to take up Congressman Alan Lowenthal, um, who's from Long Beach, California. Um, He was here visiting with Congressman Garrett Graves. Um, They do the American Bipartisan Policy Center does a little home-home visit where um, Alan Lowenthal, who's a Democrat from California, came to visit Garrett. And Garrett, a Republican from Louisiana will go visit Congressman Lowenthal's. Uh, and we were going to do a flyover for them, too. And that was a very early Saturday morning flight. And Southwings had an amazing volunteer pilot that stepped up. Uh, but the weather got bad on us. So but um, those are just opportunities mm-hmm. within the past couple weeks that we've been able to show people and educate people on coastal Louisiana's challenges and opportunities.
0: Right. And I mean, um, it's such a, a powerful tool, especially when you're dealing with people that are kind of at that level in terms of policymaking or journal. Um, You know, you mentioned the Institute for Journalism of Natural Resources. Um, That's a national organization that helps uh, journalists around the country do better reporting around the environment and issues of natural resources. And they reached out to us several months back and they're like, hey, we're doing this whole institute focused on the lower Mississippi river and we're going to be in Louisiana for a week. Oh, by the um, way, there's
1: 20 of us. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> they had, they did say, I was like, well, it would be so cool to get you up on planes. And he's like, well, we've never had luck getting up on, a, on planes really? for these, uh, workshops before. So, thank you, and South so wings. Said, Hold my rosé.
1: <laughs> I know
0: someone. And, you know, I called out my friends at Seth wings and they were able to make it happen. And we were the first ones that you'd be able to pro- provide them that experience. And I think it was, uh, such an important and, you know, um, informative trip that those journalists had. And now, ha, now they have that background. They're going to go wherever they're from, whether they're national reporters, regional reporters, but having that understanding of Louisiana and our issues. So I want to, certainly, you know, it's quite an intro for, for David. I want to bring him on in a second. But first, there's been some stuff in the news. What's going on at the Capitol? Legislative sessions in full swing? Yeah,
1: yeah. We're actually kind of getting closer to the end. Uh, half, you know, We're over the halfway point. And so um, we had a really good call uh, with some of our friends at CPRA to talk about the annual plan, which is moving through the legislative process. Um, that goes as a resolution in both the House and Senate sides. And so that is moving along. That authorizes Basically, the coastal expenditures uh, for next basically year. Basically, what pays for yeah, the coastal yeah, projects. Yeah, right? yes. The vision for the projects they want to pay for for next year and even two years after that. So, a, a blueprint on how to spend um, coastal money on projects, both restoration and protection. Uh, and then also, uh, we were fortunate enough to have um, uh, the support of the governor and many others to dedicate some surplus funds to coastal Louisiana. Uh, and that's gonna be about $55 million coming to Coastal to help some really important projects. Um, so that is nice to see those positives moving through the legislature.
0: That's great. And I know you know, some of the um, longtime leaders in the legislature, those who have been working on coastal issues really extensively. I mean, this is their last term,
1: right? Their last session. Yeah. So uh, Senator Norby Schaber, who's from my part of the world, he gave his farewell speech, which is kind of hard to believe. Uh, He's chairman of natural resources. Uh, There's a couple of other folks, um, Cameron Henry and and, uh, Blade Morish, and and there are other folks like that that are termed out. And so it will be interesting to see where they go and uh, who fills their leadership Mm -hmm. roles.
0: Yeah. A lot of opportunity to kind of you know bring people up to speed but also kudos to those who have worked so hard um, up until this point yes um well uh you know i also want to give a plug um in that vein uh to an effort that we've had going on all year we're gonna to continue to push it but um, our restore the coast.org yes. website is still up we have our interactive map we've got nearly a thousand responses wow. and it's so cool to see the submissions did from, you see
1: all all the my friends and family <laughs> uh,
0: I all have to say is Terrebonne is well represented <laughs> glad um, you. Emily had a lot to do with that too, so. <laughs> but no but I mean you know you see the entire state is just covered with little dots and each dot represents someone saying yeah you know I want coastal restoration because it's about protecting my it's home. It's individualized, my right? children, yeah. you know, the memories they have on the coast, their time hunting and fishing on the coast. And so we're brainstorming right now. How do we uh, take those really powerful messages and then deliver them to the people that matter? But you, if you haven't given your your response yet, please do go on RestoreTheCoast.org, um, submit it and share it with your friends. It's, um, you know, there's no shortage of reasons for the work that we're doing. So.
1: Very nice, very nice. Well, I think we've chit-chatted this whole segment. <laughs> I may, imagine that you and I chit-chatted this whole segment. When we get back, we do want to talk to David Moore. He's the Aviation Director at South Wings. We're going to talk a little bit more. Uh, we talk, we say such nice things about South Wings, but we want to get down into the weeds about what they do. So David, I know you're hanging on the line still, but if you don't mind, uh, we'll go, uh, we'll talk to you next segment. Uh, You're listening to Delta Dispatches right now. We're here every Thursday on WGSO 990 AM. We'll be right back.
2: National Wildlife Federation gives voices to the wildlife conservation values that are part of our country's heritage. We are charting a new course for wildlife that our children and grandchildren will thank us for. Visit our website, nwf.org/louisiana to find out more about our work to restore and protect coastal Louisiana for generations to come. National Wildlife Federation, uniting all Americans to ensure wildlife thrive in a rapidly changing world. nwf.org/louisiana Hi.
0: At Audubon, we believe that where birds thrive, people prosper. Nowhere is that more evident than in Louisiana. Integrating science, education, and policy, Audubon Louisiana's mission is to conserve and restore natural ecosystems. Focusing on birds, other wildlife, and their habitats for the benefit of humanity and the Earth's biological diversity. Visit la.audubon.org to learn more and support our mission. la.audubon.org.
1: Restore a Retreat is a coastal nonprofit organization working in the heart of the Barataria and Terrebonne Basins, from the Mississippi River to the Atchafalaya. We work every day to restore Louisiana's coast community and culture with our mission of implementing long-term, and large-scale projects for our irreplaceable region. We'll hope you join us in supporting the solution. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and online at www.restoreorretreat.org.
0: Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Ibert with Environmental Defense Fund.
1: And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore or Retreat. We are lucky to have on the show um, from a Carolina, I can't remember which one, uh, where he's sitting at today, but David Moore is the Aviation Director for Southwings. Uh, He joined Southwings in November of 2012. A native of Asheville, um, he went to Appalachian State University, um, but then decided uh, after he got a degree in industrial design and drafting um, that he wanted to take flying lessons full-time. We can't wait to talk about that, David. Uh, He's flown with like um, recreational aircraft and commercial aircraft, and you're still a current and certified flight instructor. And when you're not in the office or spending time in the air, you enjoy time outdoors with your wife, mountain biking and working on bicycles, fly fishing, building a vintage record collection, which Jacques is going to want to talk to you about, and playing bass guitar along with the occasional accordion at church. There is so much good content there, David Moore. Welcome to the show.
3: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: Um, So the first question is, how does one learn how to play the accordion?
3: Well, you know, I uh, was shopping at an antique store one day, and I did not go there looking for an accordion, but I found one, and I thought uh, It kind of called to me, so I I bought it and thought, you know, if I could teach myself how to play this, that might be kind of cool. And um, I tried to do that. I haven't picked it up in a while, but uh, it, it made noise, and I can make noise with it. So let's just say that I can briefly play the accordion, but I can't really hold my own.
0: Well, you know, if you find yourself in Louisiana anytime soon, Definitely. there are some uh, bands in Simone's some really Neck of the Woods yes. that I'm sure could I use know, a little. I know a
1: very, very good accordion player Backup
3: too. accordion player. Everybody so. should know
1: a very, very good accordion player. Well, David, besides just that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, you kind of hit some of the highlights there. Um, and thank you for that. But uh, I'm a native of Asheville, North Carolina. Um, you had asked what Carolina I was based in. and um, I live in Asheville which is where South Wings is based, although I am currently in South Carolina um, down here on a uh, uh, for a few days in, B- in the town of Beaufort, which is on the coast of South Carolina. And um, I was uh, born in the 80s, grew up in Asheville, and um, went to Appalachian State, got my uh, undergrad degree in industrial drafting. Um, after college, wasn't too keen on the job prospects that I was – qualified for and remember that you know i always had a fascination with aviation and airplanes from an early age and uh, my family did a a lot to help foster that um and so i essentially was out of college for no more than two months before i took out another loan and myself (laughs) in flight school and um yeah it was great i i um did all my flight training at my home airport in Asheville and um went from essentially no flight time to uh, getting my uh, certified flight instructor rating in about the course of 14 months. Uh, So really that went from zero flight time to about 300 or 350 hours um, in that amount of time and uh, got hired as an instructor after that. And uh, I started teaching students how how to fly. And then this was back in around 2007, when you could still get an airline job with not a lot of flight time. And, uh, I, I did that. I'd always wanted to be an airline pilot. So, um, I actually got a job with a, a regional airline and I went from flying single engine, uh, Cessna aircraft to twin engine, 50 seat jet aircraft, literally. And, um, that job was fun, but not at all what I thought it was as a kid.
1: <laughs> I, I, I stayed at that position. not, not the glamorous life of an airplane pilot. Uh, it was
3: uh, the flying was easy and great, but the uh, the pay was terrible, and um, just the politics that go around with jobs like that were not my cup of tea. So I left there and went and got a corporate flying job uh, for a company that built student housing, and uh, we would fly all over the U.S. building college apartments, and that was a lot of fun. And I did that for about four and a half years, and uh, started getting really close to burnout and wanted to start a family and just looking for a bit of a change up. And a buddy of mine told me about this company, our organization called Southwings. And I'd never heard of it, but they were right in my backyard in Asheville. And uh, I applied, didn't get the job when it was first open, but um, I became friends with everybody that worked here. And when the person that had this job before me left, uh, she actually recommended me as a replacement. And our executive director pursued that and uh, graciously took her her recommendation. And he called me and asked if I still wanted to work here. And sure enough, I did. And that was uh, almost seven years ago. So I've been at Southwings ever since. And. Uh, just have developed a a strong interest and concern uh, for the subject matter that we're a part of and just fell in love with the people I work with. I mean, we have a really great team and um, it's, it's a fantastic place to work and we try to do, you know, the most good possible with, with what we are after, you know, it's not often that you can fly and, and, and do something other than transport people from point a to point b with with southwings are actually able to to do some good for the environment which is great
0: yeah the perspective you all provide on the environment from the air you know working with volunteer pilots getting you know, media, uh, policymakers and others up to see this, um, from that perspective is so important. I mean, we're really familiar with South Wings from our work here in Louisiana, and I know you work across the Gulf, but where else are uh, our South Wings, uh, pilots? Sure.
3: Great question. We're, uh, so the organization is based in North Carolina and Asheville, uh, but we have two, uh, periphery offices and one of which is in new Orleans. Uh, and we have that was created, uh, I think, about three years ago and that handles our Chesapeake region flights. And so we cover, I think it's 12 states of the southeast. We we added Maryland. So it used to be 11 states. Now I think it's 12. But uh, essentially from Maryland as far south as Florida or central Florida. And then as far west as Louisiana and everything in between. And so we have a Gulf program sector, we have a Chesapeake program sector, and then everything in between is what we call our Appalachia to Atlantic program sector.
1: And so South Wings is a nonprofit. Right. And they they y'all are a conservation organization that uses a network of volunteer pilots. So that's a little different. Right. So it kind of explain how sure. that works.
3: We are. Yes, we're a 501C3 nonprofit and um, South Wings arranges flights. Uh, our volunteer pilots are the ones that actually provide the flights. And we field flight requests from members of the conservation community uh, who will reach out to us with a need to see or document something from the air. And usually that need is associated with some sort of an environmental component, you know, and and more often than not, it's it's something with a negative connotation. Uh, So what we do is we take that flight request and if it meets our organizational mission, We then pass the flight request along to a volunteer pilot in the hopes that they would want to actually do the flight. And so we have a core group of about 60. Um, It kind of fluctuates throughout the year, but around 60 active volunteer pilots that live throughout the southeast. And they're the ones that actually do the flight work. You know, we present them with all the information from flight partners and the pilots are the ones that decide if it's something they want to do. And if, if it is, then they're the ones that accomplish it.
1: So so y'all have staff support, right, to do some of the logistics of coordinating, like you said, fielding those requests, um, you know, making sure that that's something that y'all uh, fits within your mission and can accommodate that, set up logistics, those kinds of things. So y'all pretty much make it easy on the pilots.
3: We try to. Uh, we The pilots are, are gracious and amazing individuals, and uh, to want to wanna do this, it's not a small ask at all. I mean, we're... I, I, I sum it up is that you know if if our program staff call a volunteer pilot it's going to involve them spending a a fairly good amount of money because uh it's not cheap Flying is not an an inexpensive hobby and um you know these these pilots shoulder all those costs and so anything we can do to make it easier for them whether it's um, more often than not what we're able to do is is handle the the upfront logistics of scheduling and uh, coming up with a meeting location, you know, we can do airport searches and, and, uh, and things like that to try to find the best fuel prices if we're going to ask a pilot to reposition his or her aircraft to another city to pick up people. Anything like that we can do to help, you know, we're all for it. But it comes down on the pilot to actually do the flight and look at the weather and make those decisions. But, um, yeah, they're, they're amazing people and, and we try our best to, to make it easy on them.
0: So, David, we're about to head into a break. We want to talk more about what it takes to be a pilot and hopefully, you know, put the call out to the folks who are interested who can help out with Southwings and and the causes you all support. So we'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund.
1: And I'm Simone Laws with Restore or Retreat. I have your coastal stat of the week. From our friends at NatureVest, the investment arm of the Nature Conservancy, here's a fun fact. Conservation investing, the intentional investments in companies, funds, and organizations with the goal of generating both a financial return and a measurable environmental result is growing dramatically. In just two years, the total private capital committed to conservation investments jumped by 62% to a total committed private capital of $8.2 billion, tracked from 2004 to
0: 2015. Two years
1: in just two years. We talk a lot about the fishes and the birds and oysters here a lot, but you know this is business, right? And so um, there is a lot of money um, invested here in coastal Louisiana, and there are some companies that are investing more money, um, not just to make money, but also to do good. So we wanted to bring up that point. Yeah, it's as a great well.
0: point. I mean, it's so, also about protecting existing investments, exactly. but then hopefully spurring new investments, jobs. You know leveraging funding that's you know pretty much guaranteed for however many years so that's great yep
1: yes so that was our money fact of the week <laughs> oh, awesome. that's
0: good one. i like you i like that you mixed it up um welcome back to delta dispatches david hi thanks so before the break you were telling us about south wings and your mission and where you operate um you know really the heart of south wings uh, is the volunteer pilots that you know i've interacted with so many of them such wonderful people Sometimes giving up their Saturdays, you know, their mornings to um, take people up and provide them a perspective that you know no one else can. Um, so let's talk about those pilots. I mean, really, um, and the pilots you interact with, what are, what makes them excited to do this work?
3: Uh, well, so really, you know, pilots that are considered active Southwingers are um, they have an interest in conservation issues. And, uh, they usually come to us out of that interest and a desire to do some good with the flying that they are going to do anyway. And so, yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, these people are are very special to us. They're very, very amazing individuals because they essentially, when they sign on to be a volunteer, they're agreeing to shoulder the costs of, of these flights that we ask them to do. And, um, definitely it, it adds up over time. Uh, I think one of our, one of our volunteer pilots down there in new Orleans a couple of years ago did, I think 20 or slightly over 20 flights one year. And gosh, I, I don't even put a price tag on that, but that's, that's not a small amount of money. And so, uh, the folks that are willing to do that, uh, for, for us and for our flight partners, uh, to help, you know. Uh, to help further the cause, it's, it's just incredibly remarkable.
0: Well, and you know, a point I think is important to make is that you know, yes, it's about taking certain people up on flights, but a lot of times the people they're taking up are, you know, they have a platform where they're sharing that perspective and they're sharing the news with other people. So, you know, we've how many media stories has South Wings? Um, Enabled because it's taken journalists up on planes, and that's reached like hundreds of thousands, millions of people. Southwings got
1: a shout out on the Senate floor from Senator Whitehouse of Rhode Island, who came down to Louisiana recently. So that's a pretty big deal to get a nice shout out on the Senate floor from a very important person who visited coastal Louisiana. So uh, that's a good point about your reach to and impact. You know, you know, we're
0: with all. You know, we really are working with Southwings to get. Um, people who have platforms, who are in, um, have influence up on the flights, but so that they, they can then share that with other people so that they can help make change. Um, so that thank you again to all the volunteer pilots who have made that happen. Um, so David, tell us, like maybe if I'm a pilot, which I'm not currently, but maybe one day I will be, <laughs> um, how would I, and I'm interested in, in participating as a volunteer pilot for Southwings, how do I get involved?
3: Great, yeah. Um, I am usually the the main person to speak with here in that regard. Uh, just a just a quick note: we do have a golf program pilot recruitment specialist, and um, he uh, actually handles the you know NOLA and surrounding area specifically in terms of bringing pilots to the team. But um, the conversation can start with either I or him, and uh, we. Uh, look for pilots who either own or have regular access to an aircraft. There are some aircraft requirements that I can mention, but it, it might not make much sense. But um, essentially the aircraft has to be factory built. Uh, believe it or not, you can actually build an airplane in your garage if you want to. Oh my, there's <laughs> uh, no three uh, know, airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> Those airplanes oh are, are fantastic. Uh, there's, there's, uh, You know, there's a lot to be said for for the quality of of such aircraft. Um, I personally don't trust myself enough to rivet an airplane together, but there's some people that I wouldn't hesitate to fly with, that knowing that they'd build an aircraft. However, uh, Southwings can't use those types of aircraft. It has to be factory certified. Um, The pilot has to have uh, at least a private pilot license, which is usually square one um, uh, as far as the ratings go. You know, being a pilot is... uh, a series of rating progressions, um, to make, to further fine tune your skills. Uh, but, uh, all a pilot needs is a private lo- uh, license to fly with us. Um, however, they have to have enough hourly experience. Um, we refer to that as, uh, pilot in command time, which abbreviated as PIC. They have to have 750 hours of PIC time. Oh wow. that, Um, that's not something that's easily gotten. So somebody fresh out of flight school is, is not going to be able to be a Southwings pilot yet. Uh, we are looking for people with enough aerial experience that usually spans the course of a few or, or, or even more years. Um, in order for a pilot to get that much flight time. And so uh, that is kind of the entry level. Uh, Like I said, a private license with 750 hours of PIC. And then um, once those boxes are checked, uh, all a pilot has to do is complete a very minimal three-page application and then submit copies of their license and their FAA medical certificate to us um, and then list Southwings as additionally insured on their aircraft's insurance policy. And that's about it.
1: So you help the pilots, you let them know if this is, like Jacques was saying, a flight for media, or I know in other other places, even here a little bit in Louisiana, y'all maybe do some monitoring or something. Y- y'all let the pilots know what kind of flights they'll be conducting, right? Exactly.
3: Exactly. Um- we take the flight request that gets submitted and folks will either call us or they'll submit a flight request through our website, which is uh, www.southwings.org. Um, once we receive a request, and like I said, if it matches up with our organizational goals and mission, we, we vet every flight request that comes in. And, and a lot of times uh, we get flight requests that are kind of bogus or they're just not in line with what we're trying to do. And if we can't feel good about asking a pilot to go out and spend his or her own money to make a flight happen we're not going to do it and so we make sure that um that flight has the potential to bring about positive change like you all mentioned you know uh the the flight itself can be the rock thrown into the pond you know and the the ripple effect happens where that you know a two-hour flight between three three or four people might have the potential to impact you know millions if depending on the sub you know the 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 route that the information goes through after the flight so um yeah we we make sure the pilot knows what's at stake and what's going on and if they have an interest in the subject matter they're usually happy to agree to do it uh, and if they're not we just move down the list to somebody who else uh, somebody else who would be and so we always tell pilots that there's never any issue with saying no or, de- or declining to fly uh, because of course they're all volunteers and they can make their own decisions
1: so, David, too, you, um, you let pilots meet each other and, and kind of talk about things, right? And this probably helps to recruit some pilots, too. So, let's talk a little bit. Y'all have a quarterly meetup coming up here in Louisiana.
3: Yeah, we sure do. And uh, the aviation community is, um, some might be surprised, it's incredibly tight-knit. And it's not nearly as as big as, as we wish it was. But, um, it, you know, there, there's some stats I can't remember verbatim, but it's... Uh, I think like fewer than one in 1000 people are pilots and even fewer than that have advanced ratings. And so flying, um, the flying community in general is, is a pretty small snippet of society. And, um, you know, pilots tend to congregate with other pilots and we, we of course know that and, uh, community is a great thing and, a, um, it's an enhancement early. And so we, we try to host events as often as possible and um, our, Gulf, uh, our Gulf pilot recruiter, um, his name is Emmett Bartholomew, and he, uh, he almost, I think, knows practically everybody that's involved in aviation in the greater New Orleans area. And so he's a fantastic guy. Uh, he hosts what we call pilot meetups every quarter. And um, he just hosted one at the New Orleans Lakefront Airport, I think, back in April, may have been early May, but, um, he's got another one coming up next weekend, uh, up on the North shore at, uh, the Hammond airport. And that's going to be on Saturday, May 25th. Uh, it's actually tagging it on to a, a bigger, uh, a bigger event that's happening at Hammond that day. So the the main event lasts from about 9am to 2pm, but Southwings is going to be represented by Emmett there. And, um, yeah, if anybody wants to make it up there for that, I know he's also going to spearhead a, an FAA safety team presentation. And so any pilot that, that wants to attend that will actually get um, credit towards the WINGS program. And
0: All right. Well, we have to head into a break, David, but we want to keep you on for the, a little bit of the fourth segment to talk a little bit more. You're listening to Delta Dispatch, GSO 990 AM. Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund.
1: And I'm Simone Molas with Restore Retreat. Uh, we're wrapping up our conversation with David Moore, Aviation Director over at Southwings. David, one more time for our audience. Can you tell us where that quarterly meetup is and where they could maybe contact somebody, either you or Emmett, to find more information?
3: Sure thing. Yeah. Or just to recap, it's going to be this coming Saturday, May 25th from 9 to 2 p.m and that's going to be at the Hammond airport. The identifier for it is uh, HDC. Um, If they want more information, they can contact me at david at southwings.org, or they could also contact our golf program or our golf pilot recruiter Emmett. And his uh, email is Emmett, E-M-M-E-T at southwings.org.
1: And David, I know that, uh, you know, from doing some research for the show, Jacques rolling his eyes, but um, y'all have a great frequently asked questions and can find some good information on the South Wings website about those pilot requirements. So can you tell us one more time where they can find more information about South Wings and um, how to be a part of South Wings?
3: Sure. Yeah, our website's pretty easy. It's southwings.org. Um, you can also look for us on all the major you know, social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, Southwings is our handle for all three.
0: Perfect. Um, well, we have to ask David a fun question oh, before, yes, he, yes. before yes. we let him go. So, we'll ask Kat,
1: too, while she's sitting.
0: <laughs> well, it might be a little bit more challenging for Kat, but, David, if you could fly anywhere in the world, uh, no restrictions, where would you go?
3: Oh, man. Uh, Easy answer, probably Alaska. Nice. Yeah. That's.
1: Would you. Okay. So here's the second part, bonus part of that question. Would you rather be flown or be the pilot on that?
3: Ooh, I'd say be the pilot. You, the visibility is much better from where I sit. <laughs> <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs> Excellent well, point. Thank you so much, um, David Moore. And thank you so much South Wings for all of the support. Yes, Again, thank you very much. Partner, and you enable so much of the work that we do and, so much of the storytelling about what's happening on coastal Louisiana. So
1: thank you, David. Thanks for having me guys.
0: From one partner to the next. uh, We were talking with the coalition North store coastal Louisiana last week about um, an exciting event, the stewardship awards banquet. And now we're having them back on to talk about another event that's coming up this weekend.
1: Well, we let you have your fun and, you know, honor everybody, but now you got to get to work. I know
0: you got to get to work, get your hands dirty for the coast. So welcome Kat Loomis, Outreach Assistant with the Coalition Store Coast of Louisiana.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: So Kat, um, were you at the awards banquet? I was. How, did, how was it?
2: It was great. It was a really big success, I think, and everybody had a great time.
0: Awesome. Um, and I know you're going to be celebrating this Friday. <laughs> yes. We need to talk to Melissa about the celebration one more time. <laughs> give everyone a plug. Where is it? When is it?
2: So the celebration is going to be this Friday, May twenty-fourth at the old ironworks at six PM. So it's not too late to get your tickets. You can still get them at the door and there'll be a lot of food, games, music, and even a raffle. I was gonna say, is this still the online auction?
1: hmm yes. yes.
2: Yes. It'll
1: end at the end
2: of celebration.
0: <laughs> Marissa was talking about yes. it Jacques Jacques's very into that. And where is the where can they go for the online auction?
2: To our website. We have all of the Um, items for bid so you can just bid on your phone or online it's really easy
1: it's gonna be a hot weekend no rain so people want some cool oysters too so well
0: as some cold drinks too uh, i uh, mentioned it's not all fun and games but there's opportunities to actually get your hands dirty and help restore the coast so there's one volunteer event happening um tell us about that And say it very carefully, Kat. Okay. (laughs) Bonfuka.
2: (laughs) Yes, we have our first marsh grass planting coming up um, for this year at Bayou Bonfuka, which is actually within the Big Branch Marsh National Wildlife Refuge um, on the North shore, kind of near Slidell. So uh, we will be having that May 30th may 31st and june 1st and then we will have a second planting june 14th 15th and the 18th so all these opportunities are for volunteers to get involved and get dirty um they'll be actually crawling through the mud at the site (laughs) um planting the uh grass plugs um and so it'll be Really, I think, a uh, enjoyable but, you know, unique experience for everyone. Wear your sunscreen.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, what is, like, the typical planting like? You know, what can someone expect when they get out there? And what are you doing? You're actually physically planting the grasses?
2: yes. So uh, um, on the first day, we will have basically the volunteers load up the plants onto the airboats. We'll be planting Spartina alterniflora, um, which the common name is smooth cordgrass. So once we load up the airboats, we will travel out to the site. It's about a 10-minute ride out there. And then basically, you're going to be getting into the water, um, which is about... A foot or so deep but um there's a lot of mud so you can't really stand <laughs> um so then
0: you. this sounds like an adventure <laughs> challenge cat <laughs> it is um but I, people do like those mud runs and yeah, stuff. yeah no kidding for, like, people
1: love that kind buzz, of stuff and it's actually yeah
2: right exactly so you get an airboat ride yeah yeah you get a lot of you gotta
1: pay for
0: things, it but yeah get <laughs> gotta... so how did you select the site Um, it's on the North shore like
2: yes so we are working with um, the US Fish and Wildlife Services so we're kind of partnering with them on this whole project so they helped pick the site Um, it's actually a new Mm -hmm. recently finished Quipra marsh creation creation project Um, so it's all new ground that's been pumped from um, Lake Pontchartrain and it, it was naturally like had the vegetation thriving there before Hurricane Katrina, but then afterwards, um, not so much. A lot of it got destroyed. So, we're trying just to, you know, make the area oh, back yeah. to yeah. what it said was it's before. An,
0: uh, wildlife uh, refuge, yes. yes, too, which is huge. Um, where can people go to sign up?
2: So, you can go to our website. Um, right under our support Sarah sale tab we have volunteer and then you can see all of the events we have scheduled on Eventbrite, and you can pick any individual days you want to work or you can work all of them if you want and, and space you- is limited right um, Yes, yeah, like
1: y'all can only have so many volunteers working at a time
0: too right. right
2: yeah but we still have plenty of spots open, so. And they encourage this as a team building
0: exercise. I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> I have gone with teams before and it's always fun, you know, as a bonding experience and uh, we're recommended whether you're going by yourself. You don't know or somebody until you need deep in mud with them. Exactly. Let me tell you something. But. Um, and so you mentioned uh, the dates are kind of upcoming for through the month of June.
2: Um, yes, we'll have our second planting mid June um, so these are going to be our two plantings for this season and then we'll take a break over the summer just to avoid the heat um, but then we'll have more plantings coming up in the fall that volunteers will have more opportunities in the same for. area or different yes. areas oh, in the same too. area
0: Very good. And I saw, um, you know, from the awards banquet and the people that were recognized, you recognized a volunteer of the year. Uh, Do you usually get a lot of repeat volunteers? You know, once you go out there, you're like, I I need to do it again and and again.
2: (laughs) Yes, we do have a lot of people who um, really enjoy being out there and just getting to work hands on with like um, something meaningful. So um, a lot of people do come back and, you know, really like just enjoy it. And you're from Southwest Louisiana, yes. Right, I'm so y'all y'all do a lot of work out there too, right? Um, we do actually have um, beach grass plantings in Cameron Parish, so we'll be having one coming up, um, kind of at the end of the summer, beginning of the fall. Um, well, we'll be planting beach grass um, out there. So
1: yeah, see, we, we represent Southwest <laughs> Louisiana, <laughs> Victoria Cat. We got you know lots of people that are taking care of our Cheniere plane over there. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Kat. So, and then can you quickly, I mean, cause you all do plantings, but, um, you also do a lot with the oyster shell recycling program and there are volunteer opportunities, um, for that as well. So tell us a little bit about that side of the volunteerism.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, um, our oyster shell recycling program, um, has a couple different components, but we have bagging events that we do, um, throughout the year, except during the summer again. So we actually don't have any more, um for this season but we will be actually having um an event for volunteers to sign up for probably at the end of june to finish deploying our second um oyster yeah. reef done in point of share so that'll actually be an extra opportunity for y'all to sign up um
0: and one more time the website
2: Oh, CRCL.org
1: okay, and, and you can find out about the award winners too uh, right. we had Marissa on last week but we um, if
0: you wanted to find more information about those award winners too yeah, And celebration this Friday the 24th 6pm at the Old Ironworks um, and not too late to buy tickets Kat what is your favorite po'boy mm, um careful, probably
2: uh, shrimp po'boy mm.
0: good answer <laughs> alright I'm well, going to make you answer Go I ahead, like uh, shrimp with debris Oh, yeah you, you know best of both worlds uh-huh. surf and turf. i like it um all right well that was another great episode um highlighting our partners highlight- highlighting volunteers who got things done for our coast um as a reminder you can go on deltadispatches.org and catch up on the 92 other episodes that we had <laughs> maybe 93 uh <laughs> write us subscribe and share it with your friends and we will talk to you next week have a great week